Greetings and welcome to Disrupt Your Day with Batula Sankar Singh. I am the CEO and founder of Vision Ready. Disrupt Your Day brings you the struggles, stories, and success of entrepreneurs to learn from and disrupt your day. Welcome to Disrupt Your Day. I am your host, Petula Sankar Singh. Today we have Elizabeth, um, one of our amazing entrepreneurs, and we are very excited to have her on our podcast. Uh, She will be talking about her uh, struggles, stories, and success of her entrepreneur journey. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being part of Disrupt Your Day. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're looking forward to hearing about um, your journey as an entrepreneur. So turning the mic over to you. Yes. Hi, my name is Elizabeth and I run Bonjour Branding from Dallas, Texas. So um, I started this after quite a journey. I think so many times it feels like entrepreneurs are these overnight success and they're have this funnel and it makes a million dollars and it was only three days. And, you know, it's just, it's so much to live up to when you put all these expectations on yourself that it's going to be just immediate success. But I can tell you that it wasn't for me and it wasn't for a lot of people. I know if you really kind of know the backstory. Mm-hmm. I actually, I have two kids today. I lost my first business mm-hmm. when my daughter was critically ill when she was mm-hmm. one. And I spent like most of the year in and out of the hospital with her. And I just completely lost that business and had to take some time away. And mm-hmm. I tell people that a lot of times just to normalize the fact that your first business may not be like your million dollar idea, right? A lot of people have tried more than one thing or they've had life get in the way. I think COVID did that for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but the good news is that we can all come back. We can start again. And that, you know, there's always a chance to try something new or pivot or make it what you wanted it to be. And today I do branding and personal style. And I know that sometimes people think that's a weird combo, but I think for so many women, I work mainly with women, but we are the person who's kind of the face of the business. We're the CEO, the visionary. We maybe have a couple people who work for us, but essentially like we are the driving force of the business. And when you hide who you are or don't want to put yourself out there, it really takes away the power of your brand because you Mm -hmm. are the brand when you're a service provider, especially. And, um, a lot of women hesitate to put themselves out there, but it's so important. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Elizabeth, especially when you say normalizing, right? Um, That doesn't happen much for um, us as entrepreneurs. We're so hard on ourselves and we're our worst critics, right? So thank you for sharing that part. Yes. And your brand as well. Um, I think it's amazing (laughs) because you, I, um, in our first conversations we've had, I mentioned to you that 
I want to be a solid CEO <laughs> behind the red, but I've now, you know, realized no, I have to do that as well. So how do you get yourself out there? Well, I think that the good news for everyone who does want to be a silent CEO is that there's lots of different ways to get visibility. It's not a one size fits all. You can kind of like start slow and build up your comfort level. And it doesn't have to be like you're on some crazy TV show the first time, right? Like we can all work up to what we feel good about and that, I think that really helps people like ease themselves into it rather than just like feeling like it's all or nothing. Right. Right. So many times in business, people think it's like, I'm, I'm successful or I'm not, or like I'm out there or I'm not right. Like mm-hmm. you can build up little by little and grow your brand mm-hmm. visibility. And, um, I think it's just a question of finding what works for you and what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. help women. I've styled over 10,000 women one-on-one, which is crazy, but it's funny because you realize that a lot of us struggle, like regardless of our age and our size and our industry and Mm. where we live, it's, we all struggle with a lot of the same things and you don't have to let those things hold you back because really a, like a lot of people aren't judging you the way you're judging yourself and B, Mm. like we all struggle with things and it's just normal. And then when you can (laughs) open about that, it almost like it's powerful because it connects people with you and with your brand. Cause they think I can really relate to this person. They're not some like perfect million dollar influencer who seems like so far out of reach. Right. Like they're more like, Oh, I can see myself in that journey. Right. Yes. And I really, I love podcasting. I'm kind of chatty. So this one, I love it. <laughs> the Southerner in me. Um, this, you know, I love podcasting, but um, there's so many good ways that you can collaborate and grow your brand through visibility um, mm-hmm. that can be really powerful and oh. a really good way to add value to people you've never met before and expand kind of who knows about you. So what has been your challenge in, you know, in working, cause you primarily work with women, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, in helping them branding with their brand, as well as styling them, like what has been the challenge with, um, kind of combining both? I think that one of the big misconceptions in branding <laughs> these days is that it has to be, um, it's, like the emphasis is like, do what your target avatar would want. Right. And they really, people build up that like my avatar is this, you know, woman and she's named Kate and she shops here or whatever. And it's really specific Mm -hmm. and people get hung up on like, but I don't know Kate's favorite color and things like that. Mm. But think that we need to let that go. Like (laughs) wrote a book with 20 other women called the female entrepreneurs playbook. And it's funny because we were working on cover design and people were voting on the colors and stuff. And technically all of these women are in my target demographic. Like they're all women entrepreneurs. They all could have been a client in theory. And so, but it was funny because no one had the same feelings about colors. Like some women thought we should use pink because it's the female entrepreneur's playbook. Like it's female, right? Other people thought that was like too predictable. So we should use blue and like take yeah. a strong, like have like more masculine energy about it. And yeah. 
it's, it's an example of like, these are all women who were sort of like in demographics, relatively similar okay. and they could all be in your target market, but they had totally different colors. Right. I think that becomes such a stumbling block. I really think that there's a lot more power in creating a brand that you connect with. Mm-hmm. And when you connect with the brand, you're going to just be so much more excited about it. It's going to mm-hmm. come through in the way that you talk about it and share mm-hmm. about it. Like my brand is Bonjour Branding. That's yes. French. Yes. And I French things. Not everyone who's a female entrepreneur does, but that's okay, right? Like <laughs> yes. they connect with some people and they're going to think, oh, that's unique or that's different. Or I wonder why she likes that. And like, it brings people in to something that's more authentic to me as mm-hmm. the service provider. And that's how you find the people that connect with you when you can authentically like put your stake in the ground and say, yes. this is what I like. This is who I am. This connects with me and I'm inviting you into my world. Mm -hmm. Then people, they can feel that when you try to just be like, the other one can feel a little needy. Like, Ooh, what do you like? Do you like this color of pink? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like it's a little insecure sometimes because you don't know. And you keep Mm -hmm. switching Mm -hmm. because it's like one random person says, Oh, that's too neutral or that's not neutral or whatever it is. And you can feel really like tossed about and people end up like switching their brand too much. It's because they haven't really just stood in their own power. Like it's your brand. You can be a millionaire with orange. You can be a millionaire with pink. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Like it's really about you Mm -hmm. feeling it and connecting with it. Nice. So talk about your book a little bit. Yeah. So we have a book coming out. Um, it's in this fall and, um, it launches in October and it's called the female entrepreneurs playbook secret strategies from 20 plus women on building a life you love and getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool because it's meant to be kind of like a mastermind <laughs> in book format. Mm-hmm. So for people who have never been in a mastermind, a lot of the value of that is getting sort of different perspectives. Cause I'm a huge believer in the fact that there's not one right way yeah. to build your business or one true story or one best. We get a little focused on like best, most fastest, cheapest, you know, like there are many ways to build a business that's successful and you just have yeah. to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. So you're launching in October and what is the goal in providing this to women entrepreneurs? I think the goal, a lot of it is to encourage women, introduce them to kind of a wide range of journeys. Like some of Mm -hmm. us are moms, some of us aren't, there's a bit of a range of age, you know, we live all over the country and just to like, like we said, like to normalize that you know, some people have been in business a long time. Some people it's shorter, but they were all on our own journey and that you can define success mm-hmm. however you want to. And that's really the power of entrepreneurship. It's not yes. someone else's, but again, like you have to step in that power and say, yeah. this is success for me. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be monetary. It can be, you know, I pick my kids up from school or I take Fridays off and volunteer at a charity I really care about or whatever, you know, it can be a lot of different things Yeah, that doesn't have to be about hitting six figures, seven figures, whatever, you know, those 
guideposts you hear from other people. <laughs> exactly. I I agree with you. I'm glad you said that. Um, because when I talk to the entrepreneur, other entrepreneurs as um on this the podcast, I ask them, you know, what does success look like for you? And it's different for everyone, right? Like you said, it may not be a monetary goal. It may be, I help 10 women feel fabulous, right? <laughs> um, or whatever that may look like for you. So what does, as you stand right now in your business, um, as well as you're about to have this amazing book launching in October, what does success look like for you and your company? Yes. Well, I think for me, like my core of success is just having a lot of flexibility and time freedom for my family. Mm. Having had kids who struggled with chronic health problems, like time for me was more valuable than money because you can make a lot of money working for corporations. Like money isn't unique to entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. but what is, I think truly unique is being able to create that flexibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think COVID was a reminder of that for a lot of people yes. that like, whoa, like what is my life like with no childcare? <laughs> yeah, which was wild is the answer. Um, exactly. anyway. But, um, and then within my business, I am just really passionate about helping women gain more confidence and more positivity. And I think that sometimes too, having that in your business, it really starts with having that in yourself. Like if yes. you feel bad about who you are and how you look and how you're presenting yourself to the world that mm-hmm. can have such a negative effect on putting yourself out there. Like I've styled mm-hmm. women for Ted talks, but mm-hmm. you know, if people are too scared to take some of those opportunities, they hold yeah. themselves back and I just really enjoy helping women to feel more confident, to Mm -hmm. overcome some of those limiting beliefs that Mm -hmm. they probably don't even realize they have. Mm -hmm. And, um, cause I take a really unique spin on personal styling. It's much less about the clothes and more about the mindset. (laughs) And, um, when people come to me, they usually say like, I'm doing X, like I have, you know, like a Ted talk or something personal. Like I have a high school reunion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they usually say, but I want to hide my stomach or I hate my mm-hmm. arms or whatever. It's something very negative usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to like turn that around yeah. and build an outfit around what I call flaunting your faves. Like, Oh, tell me about like, it. Like, I want you to th- find something about yourself that you mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. you like your hair color or your eyes or mm-hmm. whatever it is. You got to find something. Sometimes that takes a minute, but like, even if you like it a little, and then we want to build an outfit around showcasing something positive rather than hiding something you perceive as a negative, Mm -hmm. because the end result of that is just so much more positive. Even if you like, quote unquote, succeed in hiding your arms or hiding your midsections, that's not a very like positive energy. Like you're still Mm -hmm. like in hiding Yes. versus like, I'm going to like really play up my whatever blue eyes with like a lovely top and a color and maybe some earrings to like draw attention mm-hmm. in my face, you know, like then you feel prettier. Like you're, 
your end goal was a much more positive place than just like I succeeded in hiding myself. Mm, And I think that's like a brand too, right? Like you Mm -hmm. don't want to hide your insecurities. You want to lead with your strengths and we all have strengths. So you'd have to like find them and then like really lead with those. Yes. I so agree. I think that, yes, I think we all need to find what the beauty within ourselves. Um, but like you said, it's, it takes work, you know, for all of us to put into ourselves. And I think self-care and self-love is really important as a, a woman entrepreneur, you know? Um, so hopefully you'll be styling me for a Ted, a Ted talk soon. I've always loved those. (laughs) I'm so obsessed with those. Have you done one yourself, Elizabeth? I have never done one. No. Oh, I think it would be be cool though. I'll have to add it to my bucket list for sure. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So what advice would you give to a new entrepreneur now starting and um, like they have a vision and they want to start their own brand? Um, Women entrepreneur, obviously. Uh, What advice would you give them that you've learned, like a lesson you learned in the, um, from starting yourself? Yeah, I think the main thing I see for newer entrepreneurs, especially women, is they get stuck in what I call procrastinate branding, where they say, oh, (laughs) I will launch my brand or my website or my logo when it's perfect. Mm. But perfect is not a destination. And the perfect fairy never comes down and says, you've achieved perfection. Launch today. (laughs) It doesn't exist. (laughs) And I think a lot of times we hide behind, like there is a lot of, you know, I mean, maybe fear is a little strong, but like there's that uncertainty of like, what if Mm. it works? What if people think I'm weird? What if people don't expect this from me? Like, you know, and I think sometimes it's, you feel that resistance the most from people, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than like, you might be okay running Facebook ads to strangers, but you don't want like your best friend to know you launched to something and it like didn't have any sales or something. Right. Like, which doesn't really mean anything about you. So try to detach from the outcome, but people just get stuck in procrastinate branding where they're procrastinating by saying like, Oh, I just haven't, I need to tweak my colors or tweak my design. I do think, you know, you want to put something together that feels cohesive. Like there is kind of a base level of feeling professional because people are going to give you money, especially over the internet. If they don't feel like you're going to really fulfill and like, you know, that you can provide a real service or product based on the promise. So there is a, like a basic level that you do want to hit. Yes. But you can get there pretty quickly. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Like I'm a big fan of templates because I think there's a lot you can do with a well-designed template that doesn't cost you a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you want to grow into that brand. So you just have to like pick something and launch and know that there is no wrong answer. You can be wildly successful with any Pantone color. So like, it doesn't have to be right. It just has to be Mm -hmm like what you go with and just get it out there and don't kind of get caught in the weeds of the details of like the perfect logo or the perfect this or that because you can can always change it and your first year in business you're going to learn so much about who you end up attracting what Mm -hmm. offer really works 
you know, your business is going to evolve and your branding will evolve with it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it out there. Go for the launch. Oh, that's amazing advice to go for a new entrepreneur. And I completely agree. Perfectionism does not exist. So definitely for them to get out there. Um, love your brand. Uh, bonjour, Branding. <laughs> um, I think you are amazing, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Um, how I would like to end the show is I like to celebrate the entrepreneur's um, on our podcast, telling their story, you know, um, sharing what they struggled with, sharing their success, you know, and also um, lending advice to other new entrepreneurs starting um, because we have to learn somewhere, right? So, um, so today we'll be doing a toast um, together. Um, What I like to do is end each podcast with a toast for success. Elizabeth, um, choice of uh, wine today, but it's champagne. Uh, She, um, and I like to symbolize the varietal with their personality, with um, my podcasters uh, personality. So, um, so champagne is um, throughout the world. It's perceived as wine of happiness and celebration and uh, which is, you know, every single moment of life to celebrate any success. And I think you're vibrant. I think you bring happiness. I think you bring celebration to whoever you, whomever you work with. And you definitely brought it today for your podcast. So I'm going to grab my glass. Thank you. And if you can grab yours, so like, hopefully you can see it. <laughs> uh, so cheers to you. Remember, success is like a hangover. So cheers, Elizabeth. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Make sure and subscribe to our podcast. For the latest entrepreneur buzz, sign up for our e-newsletter. Link in description. Remember, success is like a hangover. Cheers.